1: This podcast segment is brought to you by
2: Eaze, E-A-Z-E and EaseWellness.com promo
0: code HAM. Also, Guy, you want to get your gamble on, mybookie.ag, promo code HAM, and the number one, promo code HAM1. Get in our DraftKings
2: game for the NFL weekend, $10 buy-in. Go to DraftKings, download the DraftKings app, download the DraftKings app right now and use the promo code HAM.
0: And GetRoman.com slash ham, dot GetRoman.com slash ham.
2: Now to the segment. You know, for whoop. the third time I've tweeted, It's for the third time in three weeks I tweeted, gosh, I thought everyone on Twitter told me the A-B stuff was over, and now it's cool. So we'll just go with the most up-to-the-minute information we have as we record this podcast. Josina just reported that he had an emotional apology to the team with the team captains. Who we know have been very involved, based on what David Carr told us on NFL Network, standing with him. Knock if you are with me. And uh, I,
0: I, I, I'm not even sure if he was suspended or not. For any no, point he, in time, no, he he one hundred percent has not been suspended. She also he did not he show up. He, he didn't show up to work. Yeah, called him a cracker, called him Does a bitch, he, and threatened to punch him. Here's my question: You do have to find him
2: for the day that he missed now, right? Or did he not miss the day because it was?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's up for interpretation. I, at this point in time, would probably let it slide. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm pushing the envelope. Do you really need that money? Now, anyone that knows the Raiders, and a lot of people I saw were talking about this on television, like if you know the Raiders ethos, they are cheap. And usually cheap people tend to be the ones that don't have that much money. I mean, they, it's, every 13000 means something to them. They've been notorious for going after signing bonuses, as someone, I'm looking at a quoted tweet right now from the guy that runs Spot Track. He quoted Cena's tweet and basically called it a $29 million apology. Cause at the end of the day, Antonio was down a slippery slope of not like guy, he makes I think Moot said this on the air, eight hundred and ninety-five thousand dollars a week starting Monday night moving forward till fucking January first. I, I don't know about you. I've never quite cleared one of those checks. I can't imagine having 17 straight coming at me. That's a lot of bread, guy. So I, I, there has to be someone, and I think, as you told me right before we jump on, look at Drew Rosenhaus standing there with uh, Cheetah and Brett Veach. That money means something to, to Drew Rosenhaus, too. Because I bet every, what does he get, $35,000 for every one of those checks? You start doing the math, I mean, it's a it's a $300,000 season for him. So he wants Antonio to play. The Raiders want Antonio to play. You and I selfishly want to watch this guy. I I want no part. I got a lot of people tweeting me like you just want this to be a disaster. Bullshit. I, I yeah, I don't mind it being a disaster, but I of all the BS and all the fluff and all the crackers and all the, the fighting, I want eighty four to play. Cause if he's not, we are we'd be down a slippery slope. Like let's just say they had cut him. Worst case. Because people are like, what do they do? Do they do they relieve him of his duties? And everyone's like, ah, Belichick would be uh, swarming like a buzzard. No. Mm-hmm. Because if you do, you immediately become the most irrelevant team, or one of them, right there with the Bengals and the and the Dolphins. You're, you're going to suck. I mean, you might already not be that good. Mm-hmm. But at least right now with him you're interesting, and you become unwatchable. And I, I don't want to be like, ah, I don't even want to watch this team. Because that's right. how it's been the last couple of years. Yeah. And at least with 84, I don't know about you. I, you tell me, Antonio, play one, he's in the game. I'm, I'm kind of excited, guy. It's 7.30 at night on Monday night.
2: Yeah, my first reaction Thursday was, this is incredible. Oh, my God, I hope he plays. The, I mean, reaction one was this is incredible. Reaction two was, I hope he plays. I would not find him for the next day that he missed after the blow-up with Mayock because here's the deal. You're not trying to teach your teenage son how to live life right with life lessons you're trying to win football games and ultimately when you acquired Antonio Brown whether you knew what you were fully getting or not and I and I don't believe for a second you could really fully understand what you're getting until you get him. the fact that the Steelers lasted as long as they did with it being pretty not insane until the very end is a testament to the Steelers but you're not you're not we're not trying to teach life lessons here right you acquired him so now you have to, when you do that, you are saying, okay, we're going to handle this player differently than we would maybe handle other players. That's part of the deal you make. We're not going to do all the things that we would do to everybody else because we got do. We got to meet this guy in the middle. You do have to, it's insane, but you got to meet him in the middle or else you're not going to get that insane guy on the field
0: because he's well, not. Yeah, think about this. Rap sheet, tweet, less than a minute ago. Here is a sense of how quickly things are changing in Oakland. And he was the guy that tweeted he's out Monday night, right? He doesn't know if he's gonna suspend him or not, but he's not gonna play. Yeah. Yesterday Raiders coach John Gruden told A B he was not in their plans for Monday. I didn't know that. So Gruden had told Antonio, You ain't playing Monday. Now I hear, dot dot dot, there is a real chance he not only does, he not only does, he not oh, he does not get suspended, but he plays wild times. I mean, David knock went, if you're with me. I want Antonio on the field. Woo!
2: John, David Carr said on NFL Network he doesn't think he's playing. With David been just reading some reports. Where do you get that from? Do
0: That's you want to dive the... into that really quick? Yeah. Separate from Antonio's craziness, because I, I think at this point we're not even really the shocked that Antonio apologized. Team like I, Antonio's one of the great wild cards we've ever seen in the NFL. Well, John, he doesn't the, the,
2: the second when you scream at the GM, the second it goes more than an hour before you get suspended. Then there's the possibility that you're playing. Like once he wasn't immediately
0: suspended, I think you and I both thought,
2: okay, he. Well, might back
0: play. to yeah, back to what you said. It's it's one thing to think a guy's crazy, and it's another thing then to live with it. I think the del- the the part that makes it even more challenging is for during OTAs when he before his feet burned off when he was just on the field. He was not only not crazy; they liked him a lot, but he they saw how great he was. That, to me, plays a role in this. Like, if he had just got there and they'd never even practiced with him, maybe they'd get rid of him. But for about a two-month stretch, he was beating everyone on the team like a drum. And you're just like, oh, my God, this guy, we knew how good he was. But it's another thing when he actually puts on your jersey and he's just kicking the shit out of your players, who, you know, you could say, well, a lot of good players would. But, I mean, he's just dominating. You see your quarterback at confident, it's a no-brainer. I think David Carr last night... Uh, now, at the end of the day, it's not going to matter that much. But cross the line. Like, put his brother and put the team in a bat. Like, why is he talking like that? Like, it's one thing if it's, you know, rap sheet up there. Just like, you know, I talked to a person. And we have no clue who we really talked to. Right? You know it's, it could be Gruden. It could be Mayock. It could be Derek. I don't know. I, we don't even care. But when it's David Carr, here's the thing. Anytime you talk when it's David and you talk about the Raiders, well, you know, I know this. Well, yeah, we know how you fucking know it's your brother. You're putting your brother in a bad spot. Like, ha- have a little sense of the room. Don't be an idiot, especially for a guy that's played in the league and that understands just how crazy some players could be. I thought last night he did Derek, and I don't blame Derek for talking to his brother. Like, yeah, you just probably casually telling him. Like, yeah, we went to Grude and me, Rodney Hudson, and three other guys, and we said, like, listen, we're behind you, whatever you want to do. It's pretty normal, right, to say that to right, your coach. Like, right. listen— Crazy times. We got your back, John. Whatever you do, whether he plays 16 games, we're in. You cut him tomorrow, we're in. That's a normal thing in the NFL. But to say that out loud on NFL Network after Thursday Night Football, so a lot of people are watching, then it goes viral. And the way it comes off is a little different than probably it's handled. It feels like, ah, do they even want Antonio Yeah, the way it comes
2: off is – well – the way he delivered it was fine. I don't think he was – for people that didn't see it, he wasn't being outrageous. He was just saying what you just said, right? Team captains went to Gruden and said, we're good with what you do. And the only problem is not anyone else's perception. The problem, to, just to your point, is Antonio sees that because, you know, he sees it. Does he start to distrust his own teammates? Like, you guys were cool with me not playing. And does that create bigger problems? That's your point.
0: Yeah. I, I, and it's
2: just not necessary.
0: Yeah, it's just not necessary. I, it doesn't I think, help when when now, every little feather feels like a thirty pound dumbbell. Well, especially with this guy, right? You don't need a big 30's, spark to 30's ignite a heavy f- dumbbell for Haberman. Yeah, me too. I mean, I'm I didn't, like I didn't a go handy ten pounder, but I, I'm talking like you don't need a huge a huge spark to ignite this fire, right? Right. You don't even really need a, a spark. It just the flames just start like holy hell. Yeah, you like can come wasn't out. Any matches in the room? How did that happen? Like, would you, could you say with 100% confidence he makes it through the day with no issues today? I mean, just talking today, not no, this weekend, just between today. between the amount
2: of time we started talking and we hit record, there were like four four different breaking news stories about A.B. Okay. Two Josinas, a rap sheet, and something else.
0: See, I don't, my perception on Antonio doesn't change with any story that comes out. Whether he calls him a cracker, whether he throws a football at someone's face. Whether he apologizes to the team, whether he kisses announces, Derek and
2: hugs him. Announces his you, new helmet deal, I'm playing yeah, chess, y'all are playing checkers.
0: Yeah, none of it. Today, though, like right now, because I, I just, I have a hard time thinking Mike Mayock is just okay with being a pawn in this game. He feels like, what the fuck? You know? Like, this is outrageous. It Was he, I don't know if this is the right word, but you know where I'm meaning, like a uh demasculated, you know, just like,
2: e-masculated. basically, emasculated, yeah.
0: emasculated, just basically undressed in front of the team, like this guy has no power.
2: My guess is that, yeah, I mean, when that happens, you don't suspend the guy, it, whether people say we're with you or not.
0: Was well, there a chance that Mike wanted him suspended yesterday? To sure. me, that's the key. Well,
2: I, but, but I don't think there's any question that anybody, if you just go like, what should we do here? The answer is suspend the guy. But this isn't, this isn't a normal situation. Now, I also think it probably looks bad in reports. The people around it probably saw Mike handle himself like a professional and know that Mike handled himself like a professional. That's what I think Joe wrote. Just kind of he tried to defuse the situation, walk away, was not going to be involved um, in some sort of blow up. And like you tweeted, when Vontaze Perfect is the guy who's trying to settle things down, you got a crazy situation on your hands. <laughs> right? You tweeted that. When Vontez Burfict thinks things are crazy, you know things are crazy.
0: Um, He's like, "God damn, this place is nuts." <laughs> but to your, but yeah, to your point. <laughs> Vontez probably be a good interview right now. Like, how crazy are the He's Like, let me tell you. Since I thought Cincinnati was nuts. This place is out of control.
2: This is not what Mayock signed up. I mean, wants. Like, this is not what he envisioned. There's no way. Even if it was clear that you know he knew when he signed up, he wasn't going to have control of the team per se.
0: Did but, you see Scott did you see SVP's one big thing or rant kind of went viral last night on Twitter? No. It was about Antonio Brown. I mean, it was like yeah. 2 minutes. Yeah. And he kind of ended it with regardless how this plays out, it's going to happen again. Because with a guy with guys like Antonio and we see it every so often, a guy that's that good and this crazy, it never ends. Right? The the waterfall is just going to keep flowing. Now, you might go through a period where there's a drought and the waterfall stops. But eventually it's going to happen again. You're like, whoa, not ready for the water coming. And then all of a sudden in week, whether it's – because you, you could make it a month, right? You start off like two and one. You're just like, ah, oh, things are good. He catches a couple touchdowns. He's smiling. And then all of a sudden something happens. And one thing we've seen with Antonio, it doesn't even take much. Because are we – they can't find him now for yesterday. And is there a chance max going to want to find him? Is there yeah. a chance that's just Raider protocol? Like it's not even – you can't Manoc. find him. That's what I said.
2: you No, because this is this is what you agreed to when you got him in there. One way or another, you just got to find a way to get the best out of him. You got to find a way to get the best out of him.
0: Well, so that's what someone – ta- Yeah, they should find him, but they shouldn't. Does that make sense? They should, but they shouldn't. They 100% should not. Now, the problem is you just, you're admitting now we're just in bed with this guy that right. doesn't stand for yep. anything that we Correct. don't want to – we don't want to stand for this stuff, but we have to do it because he's that great. Now, luckily for them, we don't have any super crazy guys that are good enough to kind of do the same thing. But is this just a one-year deal? Like, is he going to be on the team next year, regardless of how good this goes? Why would they want to mess with? It, it? would have to be to me. It would have to go incredibly well. Like but even if to, you let's say you like make the, the play let's say you let's say you a made a wild games. card, let's say you made a wild card, and he was an all-pro, which he's just been an all-pro. Couldn't when you still be like God? I don't know if I can take this. Or he's just <laughs> so good you deal with it.
2: Yeah, but it's like you're about to go to Vegas and you're going to get rid of one of your stars who just helped you win a playoff game.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't say win a playoff game. I just meant make oh, a wild okay. card. I said win a playoff game. But you also know making a. I think if we take a step back, they have one of the hardest schedules in like the history of football. They don't play at home for ninety days. They the, their schedule, just the teams they play. They go through a stretch of all these playoff teams. The likelihood of them going eight and eight is slim to none. I mean, they're over under I think is eight six and a half. Like well, that, that, all Vegas, every metric says they're going to suck. And, and when I say suck, would be strong. But just six six and ten would be kind of where they should be. Yeah. So
2: so to bring it full circle, down on the point, like that's where you say it's likely that he's one and done with the Raiders because it's it, the only way. Then to you keep can him around him. that is that you have a great year. I, I just... But is who's, who's on the Raiders longer, Mayock or Antonio Brown? Uh, Like, does Mayock take another NFL job?
0: Well, I, Go I just Go be the director don't. of
2: player personnel for somebody else? Yeah, I mean, I think, he, I think he
0: really wants to do this. But he also has a pretty powerful position. Even though he's not, quote-unquote, the decision maker, he still kind of has a lot of juice. Like, he's out in the forefront. He's the guy sending these letters. Like, he's still the general manager. Yeah. Like, that's still, there is, are we talking about Mike Mayock if he's the number three for the Eagles? We're just not. Not as much. He's just a scout on the road. You know, I'm just, part of being the GM, even if you're just a GM in title only, like a John Lynch, John Lynch still gets talked about a lot. John Lynch still does radio hits. I know that no one talks about the Raiders around here except us. Radio hits, that's the... (laughs) But I just mean, like, he speaks for the team, you know? Like, Mike Mayock kind of does too. Yesterday, he, he... Talk to the media. Like it's, there is some, let's call it what it is, there's a little ego in you having a little more juice than even if you get pissed off at doing stuff. He would not get this, like, who else is hiring him to be their general manager? And I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve it, because he probably could do it. Right. I'm telling you, I I say this all the time, that, like, I worked in the, in the NFL way before Mike Mayock ever did, and he was 50 times more like an NFL guy than I was. Like, I I was much more – I'm a media guy that just happened to work in the NFL for a minute, where Mayock was a media guy that happened – or, I mean, an NFL guy that happened to be in the media for a long time that was meant to be in the NFL. Like, I actually think he's meant to be doing this, right? He just was good on television because he's just good. He just knows his shit. Like, if you got – if you got, like, John Schneider or whoever the guy that was just kind of meats and potatoes would be awesome, they'd kick ass on television, right? Whoever an NFL guy is, you know, they're – like, you see it a lot, I think, like, Mark Dominic and some of these guys. You're like, no wonder this guy failed. Like, this guy's not – you can't be a fluffy bullshitter, really, in the NFL. It's not – it's kind of a cutthroat. Like, Mayock's wired for it. <laughs> He's actually perfect for it. And it's like his life. That's the other thing. you got to be – it has to consume you. Like, I, I'm sorry, I'm not watching some all-star game when the Masters is on. Like, I ain't missing – and I'm not talking about Sunday. I'm, I'm fucking talking – I'm watching the par-three contest on Wednesday. <laughs> like, I, I ain't missing it. You know, and Mayock, Mac wouldn't miss those All Star games or whatever the hell you know, Pro Days. Like I was like, ah, Reno Pro Day, shoot me. But those guys live for it. Like let's let's get the numbers, let's see it. Let's go now, find. This, let's go
2: find a diamond.
0: Now this is the type of stuff that I would say differentiates people in the NFL. Because yesterday people were like, if the Raiders do get rid of Antonio, are either willing to trade him? And I think it would be a little complicated with the cap. You'd probably have to cut him. I don't. I don't even know if he'd be. Like, trade worthy given that I could teams how it work, uh, but like they were trying to feel like who would want them, and you went well, Seattle would be interested for sure. <laughs> uh, New England, like you can go through the teams, you know, how he'd kick the tires, and then you go through the teams that wouldn't touch them, right? And, like the Packers probably wouldn't fuck with them, Steelers clearly wouldn't, Chargers, no, you know, Andy probably got too much on his plate already, he doesn't really need him. Like, you can kind of cross off the list, but when you do go the guys that would, you're like, yeah. John Snyder's kind of a John Gruden of football, right? And Peeps, it's kind of too. He don't care. Belichick doesn't give a shit as long as the value's low. Well, put
2: all three of those guys you mentioned: Seattle, New England, Philly. What are they known for? Is particularly in the draft, is like value is such a driver in what they do. Value, they are value experts. So what that means is, you wouldn't be trading a third or a fourth round pick for Antonio Brown.
0: Did you see what Howie Roseman's offer to was to the Chargers for Melvin Gordon? Well what? Like uh Well, like Albert Breers like did some digging because they remember when they like you can seek a trade. Yeah. So once they did that, like Howie called, it was a fourth or a fifth round pick, contingent on him having some success. Or like a pick swap in the fourth round or something. We'll give you Jordan Howard and we get okay. Melvin Gordon. That's right. <laughs> it was like what but it was like, yeah, we'll take him.
2: To, to me, that's that is like GM just helping out your boy too. It's like, let's just let's just float out some awful offer so Melvin knows he is hemmed up.
0: Wait, so you got We got to give you a third rounder, and you give us a fourth, and Jordan, you get what? And you're like, yeah. That's, well, yeah, if I'm sense. Telesco, I
2: just call Howard. I'm like, hey man, can you make me some terrible offer that we can leak just so Melvin knows he has no leverage. Nobody wants him. So, like you're right, I, that's, I, that's a G, like to me partly that's a GM helping out a GM. Like, let's leak that I offered you a fourth, a pick swap, and a fourth, and Jordan Howard, and then Melvin Gordon goes, "Oh my God, this is my value." The,
0: the, the one thing you and I talked about right before we jumped on, and I got a text last night from someone in the league, actually kind of from like a coaching agent, and he said, like he called him uh, he called him Hardo Mayock, the way he <laughs> described it. I, I got to laugh. It's like why why in this situation are you even close to Antonio Brown if you're him? Given how tense everything was, even if you're mad. And I I, I hate placing any blame on anyone beside Antonio, because that's not really fair in this situation. Like he's a general manager of the team. If he wants to go to practice, he can go to practice. But is there something like if you're a parent and let's say I'm a dad. And I have, it's one thing to push your son's buttons, but if you have a girl and you know they're a little emotional, are there certain times where you just leave her alone? Like, even if she's met, even if she got in trouble, just like, just let her be, you know? And it's like, if Mayock should maybe just this one day, I get it's week one, it's not like you're installing the offense or the defense. Could you just stay in your office and just let the guy be?
2: Yeah, my first thought was why was Mayock at practice and why is he getting into it? But then you kind of read the – you hear the reports. It's like he's just around and A.B. seeks him out. And I do think if you're him, you know, the flip side of that, John, would be you find a guy. The guy calls you out publicly. Don't you kind of have to – I've kind of put you my mind, on, on Puts this. you on blast. Put you on blast. Don't you have to be out there and just like, hey, I'm here. You want to talk to me? I'm here. But I'm not going to go incognito. I'm not going to – not Richie, but I'm just not going to go invisible. Like I'm going to
0: be out here. Anyone wants to find me, you can come find me. I'm not hiding. But my point is, at the practice field, hiding like it's not like the other players, you know, Tyro Williams or Trent Brown or Vontez Burfitt. Or I wonder if Max got the stones, the stones to walk these sidelines. Yeah, you know, no one's even thinking that way.
2: No, they're not. But I always felt like, like I remember, like when I was doing the AIDS pre and post game show, if. On a particular night, there was some critical conversation being had about a player. I sh- I should definitely be in the clubhouse the next day. Like I'm not going to be the guy on the radio that that says something one night and then it's not in the clubhouse the next day. Like I should just be there, and I'm not going to go up. You the-
0: hear me, Josh Donaldson? You lay off that well, outside a- fucking heater one more Redick. time. I'm going to blast you.
2: Every it was always Reddick actually. That every conversation was about Reddick.
0: Josh, um, if you take that outside curveball one last time, fireworks tonight. 11 30 the game.
2: Now, I'm not saying it's the same thing, but, like, my first reaction was the same, <laughs> it was the same as the other guy. It was like, yeah. Redick's, like,
0: Redick's like, yeah, way to talk shit. Hey, when I mean, you see this World Series ring, we might get another one. I'm going to be a two-time World Series champ starting right fielder for I the Houston always, Astros.
2: I was actually always in the position where I ended up always having to defend him, so it wasn't really – that's not a great example, but – No, I fan, hear you. Fans were always killing him. But, um –
0: I don't know if it's really like that, though. To me, it's a little different when it's. You're, you're not necessarily a partner or a uh, an a, a, a teammates the wrong word with Mayoc and Antonio, but you know what I mean. Like on the same team, right? Like you, you are competing. It's like you're separate entities, where Mayoc and Antonio are technically the same entity. So it would be like yeah. you fighting with your producer or something. It would be a little different. But yeah, it, I mean, be, look, I don't. I don't. Fundamentally, I don't quite get why. Th- you know, I, I hate mean, putting blame on Mayock. I just wonder if you know, just his his old school mentality might have hurt him in this situation. Like it would have been you, easy to stay in your
2: office. Do you think he walked out there thinking A B might yell at there like something might happen today? Do you think when he and Gruden walked out to the practice field, they thought somebody one of us, Mike in particular, might get into it with Antonio Brown on the practice field? Did that cross any like were they even thinking that?
0: Well, I think once he posts it and he does the haters. And he posts it at like 6.30 in the morning, so more than likely on his way to work, where he's probably being driven. He's hot. Mm -hmm. I mean, guy, he's hot. Like this morning, you follow him on Instagram? I checked, I'm laying in my bed this morning, like 7 a.m. Slept in a little. And I, I was scrolling, and I see Antonio has a post. I'm like, ooh. And I see 5.30 in the morning. And it's just a mug, like a coffee mug, and it's a picture of his kids. And he... Puts it on the one side. It's like, I think, a picture of his wife. And he goes the other side. It's like Apollo, Ali, and, like, the girl. I was like, what's this symbolism like? I'm just going to stay with my family? No, I think he was kind of saying, like, I got to do... Maybe, looking back, maybe it's... I need to do the right thing for them, or who knows? Yeah. But it was kind of like a precursor. Like, I'm going to do it... I'm going to go to work for the right thing for for Ali. Ali's my guy. And Apollo. (laughs) You know? But he just... When I just saw that he had Instagrammed and I knew it was early in the morning, like, oh shit, <laughs> you know, this could be ugly. Like, it wouldn't have shocked me if he would have been in his backyard of that house with the pool, taking a Louisville slugger to his new helmet. Like, fuck these guys, you know, just like, whoa, you know, I didn't know what I was getting. So yeah. I, I don't think you can ever assume, because I think with a guy like Antonio, that people keep asking, like, is he bipolar? Is he bipolar? His personality is clearly you have no clue what's coming on a day-to-day basis. Maybe he walks out of practice and he goes, Mr. Mayock, or most people just call each other coach in in football. You go, Coach, my, my bad. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have tweeted that. And they're like, my, you're good. And they're all good. I, right. I just don't think you know.
2: No. That's, and but again, that's, I think, I'm the hardest just saying, part about
0: Antonio is you don't know.
2: I, look, you and I have both been saying this from the very beginning. Be prepared for the craziest. And anybody that tells you it's over and everything's cool doesn't know. But even with that attitude... If you had if you had been working... John Middlecoff, Raider Scout, happens to be, you know, at practice on Thursday the fifth, would you have been walking out there going, I wonder if something pops something might pop off
0: today. I better be here to see if something happens. But sometimes I, I remember I didn't go to that many practices once the season started in Philly. My first or second year, probably would have been my second year, Deshaun Jackson really wanted a contract. And it was starting to get ugly. <laughs> like he was pissed off, like would show up late. And they needed me to go out to practice to like chart something. So I went out to practice. It just happened to be the perfect day. And about five minutes in, it was just guys were kind of meandering their way out. Deshaun what they were doing uh, punt return drills. It was Deshaun and Jeremy Macklin. Macklin's just kind of happy go lucky return. Deshaun would just stand there, the guy would punt, and he wouldn't move a muscle. And the ball would just bounce. And it would be like, oh, fuck. And then Deuce Staley, who was a really, really young coach at the time, basically that like quality control guy, but, you know, former player, starts kind of chirping at him. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And Deshaun doesn't say anything for a couple minutes, keeps chirping because he just keeps not moving. And he could, you can tell Macklin, like, oh, this isn't going well. Then all of a sudden Deshaun chirps back. Like, fuck you. And Deuce then goes on a tirade. Like, I've already got my money. You're blowing your chances. The most talented player out here acting like a fucking idiot. All of a sudden, a ball kind of gets close to Deshaun. Deshaun punts it kind of at the fence. Starts walking toward the locker room. Just leaves. And I'm like, oh, this is insane. You know, it'd be one of those that the media's not allowed out. They don't get to see if they were. It would have blown up. It'd be a story like in today where I think these type things happen. Now, ultimately, that became a big story because I think he ended up getting suspended a little later in the season for like a game. But it was all over contractual stuff, right? And he wasn't handling it well. But I, I, I think that I think deep down, like Andy, kind of liked it. So I, I think there's a balance. Like that's the thing about football. I saw Raja Bell kind of went on my timeline. He's like the crazy thing about this is, like in sports, coaches and players can get in pretty contentious relationships, right? That are healthy, where you're pushing a guy, you're screaming at each other. It's why it always bothers me in, especially in the NBA like this is not high school basketball if you yell fuck you at a ref it should not be an automatic t now i get homophobic slurs you say thing about their family but just the first like fuck you like that and draymond gets a lot now you can say his reputation but i got news for you people are paying way too much money to go to these games this is not little league this is not davis high basketball this is the nba and i that that because it doesn't really bother coaches and players cuz that's how they talk. And remember when we found out like Steve Kerr and Draymond used to go FU back and forth and Tom Izzo was like, "Yeah, that's, that's the way you communicate with them." You know, but that's just that's welcome to the big leagues. Like that's how people communicate. Now the problem here, Antonio's a little crazy. They're like, "Draymond, you can get in these deals?" And it's like, "No big issue." Cuz someone, a lot of people were tweeting, "What if you just, if he had showed up this morning and just sat down in the team meeting and not done an apology but like, "Hey, what's up guys? What what are we doing today?" Red Zone Third down, uh, third down install. <laughs> you know, just acting like nothing happened. That's what I was kind of right. expecting him to show up. No apologies. Well, that's like, what you oh, hey, you sent
2: me the tweet of like, what if he just showed up like Costanza? At the Steelers practice. Yeah, the next day is if he hadn't been fired. <laughs> You're like, hey, uh, yeah. I by the way, I, I disagree on the officiating thing. Like, I think you need a certain level of professionalism, and and part of the game, it's hard because players make so much more money and they're so much more important than the officials. Is the officials do have to maintain some control of the game? And um, but again, and part, part of that I'm, not, is, I'm
0: not saying multiple. I'm just saying in the heat of the moment, these yeah. Guys are but part of up. that is
2: just the respect for what is the authority of the game. They're not the authority of your life, but they are the authority of the game. And if they don't have that ability to just kind of police it, then they lose control of the game. And that's on the players. Like, that's not on the league to make sure that the paying fan gets their money. It's on the player to make sure he's not tossed. Like, you know the rules going in. Like, we all – the rules are established.
0: But, but, but see, we don't on that one. That's yeah, why – Yeah, I think that's it's that's pretty clear
2: if you drop – if you scream F you at an official, you are, putting your, you are putting yourself in danger of getting
0: a technical foul or – Ejected from the game, like that's on you. Like you know that that's a line. Well, see, here's my thing though. That that's back to the word, like that. That's I guess trying to justify Antonio with Mayoc People swear at each other in pro sports. It's yeah. not. It's not a cubicle workforce. There's it's no a doubt. Little but bit...
2: this is. But, but again, like this is a. Uh, I'm not those, trying to make this about. It's not a my hard point and fast is with... rule. No, I know. I'm just saying it's not a hard and fast rule. But I do think you need to maintain some level of a hierarchy over the course of a game, or else the whole thing. The bottom well, line, and, and, personal accountability here. It's well, on that's, you to not and, and be Jack. And
0: guy that speaks to this Mayock issue is at the end of the day. Yeah, he called this guy. I mean, to me, crackers are the least offensive thing. It's not. It's not offensive actually at all. There's zero offense to it. It's calling him a bitch, threatening him to hit him on a practice field in front of the teammates is. Again, I emasculate. Whatever the word is. To just devalue the authority. Like, motherfucker, right. yeah. I'm in charge. That's so why I say the right and thing so to do if, is so to So if you're, if you're Rodney Hudson... <laughs> but it's not. Like, if you're Rodney Hudson, you're thinking, this is insane. Like, this guy's good. I get it. But I'm a all-pro. I'm a high-level guy. This is bullshit. Like, I wouldn't blame if a guy like that was like, this is nuts. This is... I'd rather... Now but then you get would you rather lose the right way or win maybe the wrong way For you know, sure. A, like if they bounce. cut them
2: right if they cut him we go wow okay they're doing the right thing but it's like well but you're, you're mistaken suck. You, you brought him in
0: so you do like this is part of what you but i think the players like Rodney's like if you would ask me i would have said no Mayock right. would be like you would ask me i would have said no like Jonathan Abrams, like this is i'm from mississippi this is crazy Cleveland Farrell's thinking like god this shit would never fly at clemson You know, this—I mean, some of these young guys like Josh Jacobs and Cleveland Farrell—they're coming from Clemson, Alabama. They have to be thinking if just those two guys were like getting dinner last night by themselves, just the two of them, and maybe Abrams there too, three guys from the SEC that—I mean, two of them won a lot. Mississippi State had some—you know—impressive years too. They had to be like, that's the craziest fucking thing I've ever seen, right? That yeah. guy that guy's our general manager and he just threatened to kick his ass. It's one thing to like get in a screaming match with a coach over a play, like that shit happens, even in Alabama. It's another thing to threaten to kick a guy in the ass and have to be restrained from who they look at as an authority figure. That to me gets back to talking out of both sides of your mouth about saying or about culture, or about doing the right thing and then you have this guy that all these young impressionable players got to be thinking this is insane
2: that's why we all laughed and you said it from the beginning you, you, what you're saying this guy's going to come in and show people how to practice he's going to be a great example wasn't well, gonna... it
0: crazy that's how they defined him as
2: like his well, defining Works really really attribute. hard
0: well yeah okay yeah. well guy i mean how many practices he men do seven in the last six months I guess he was at a bunch of OTA practices, but no one cares about. Like now the pads are on, now you're playing. I think the impression that left with those young guys, they aren't going to say anything. None of them accomplished anything. Josh Jacobs wants no part of the cameras. They have to be thinking that was pretty nuts. This whole thing has been nuts. Yeah, and these guys are from Alabama and Clemson. That in those universities, Saban calls it. He doesn't call it the program. He calls it the organization. Like they, yeah, I came from basically the NFL right? Like, this is not how it works. And I know how to win.
2: I'll tell you what, though, I would feel okay at the recording of this podcast, putting AB in my DraftKings team, John.
0: I actually would, too.
1: Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust. So I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card.